Greetings, fellow wanderers of the fourth dimension, and welcome to the Great Show in the Galaxy. My name's Emma, and he's Mike. And today it's a People's Choice episode, which might be the first one we've done. Is it? Yes, I think, believe it is. And um, yes. what a double whammy of disillusionment we have in store yeah. for you tonight. Um, like Doctor Who, Doctor Who. Well, I feel like we took a collective L this week, the last couple of weeks. Yeah, because it's been not good news. No. Um, so I think chronologically we should start and the. First thing we have to talk about yes. is the passing of Sir John Hurt. Hyperbole, I feel like saying maybe the finest actor of his generation. Oh yeah, one of mm-hmm, certainly. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't entirely a shock because he'd been ill for quite some time. He'd been suffering uh, from uh, cancer for mm-hmm. quite a few years. So, um, although extremely sad, um, not entirely unexpected news, really. Yeah. Um. I, I, like you say, he have been on record as um, having suffered from cancer, but he was, you know, he was battling it pretty well. Yeah. Um, yes, he was. he was. He was still working right up until the end. Yes, he was, um, yeah. But I don't know. I, like, when I found out that he had died, I was like, ah, you know, like, yeah. you know, you always do. But I wasn't... I thought of the two Doctors we would probably lose first, it was going to be either Tom Baker or him... And I sort of had yeah. my money on Tom Baker because just because he's like I think he was what five six years older than John Hurt, but yeah, I think um, Tom Baker's in his mid eighties, yeah, yeah, and has been obviously has, uh, has sort of decreased his workload mm-hmm. a, a fair amount. Um, now, yeah, now I should uh, quickly add that I'm not wishing death upon Tom Baker. <laughs> um, hot takes out of the, hot, hot takes out the Great Show the Galaxy podcast. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that he's just. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, but you know, considering of his advanced age, yes, logically. Also, uh, fun fact: you that all the doctors have thus far died in order. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, um... first went first, second went second, third went third, mm-hmm. and then we've been rather, actually, rather extremely lucky. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, John Pertwee died in what was it, ninety seven? Oh, it's like ninety one, ninety two. Um, I feel like no, we, we were little. I no, wasn't it? Was wasn't it just before the TV movie came out? Yeah, actually, I'm not sure. Do you know? Ninety six. Ninety six. Because I think it was, it was uh, Patrick Troughton who passed away in the early nineties, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think he yes. was. I think that was eighty seven for him. He was the uh, convention. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was one of those ones. But anyway, with with John, um, I'll say, I mean, because obviously, the, and of course, thought the news broke quite late. It was sort mm. of I remember I was about to go to bed um, when the the news popped up. So um, it was sort of the next day that there was a lot of um, obviously a lot of tributes came out. But um, I, I feel I feel kind of it's a funny one talking about John Hurt in in terms of context of Doctor Who mm-hmm. because um, he was only he, he just sort of very lightly graced us with his presence yeah um he was the sort of actor you always sort of expected him to be in it a little bit more apart from just mm. the war doctor you know what i mean like, well, like he, maybe if he'd been less you know maybe he'd been you know but in better health maybe they would have been able to yeah i mean, I mean more like in like minor roles like sort of guest of the week sort of things yeah. um kind of like um Oh crap! What's his name? 
<laughs> yes, um, you know that guy from the thing. Yeah, um, uh, Voyage of the Damned, um, Doctor Who and the Sailor Unions. Oh, God, what is... <laughs> Hang on a second, I'm going to have to... Hang on, just Google it. Um, in the meantime, um, well, I mean, it speaks to, to how Doctor Who has sort of gone up in the estimation of the acting community, maybe, in that you're able to get big prestige actors like John Hurt into the show mm-hmm. these days. I mean, I don't know if... Um, um, it's it, you would have got them sort of in the early days of of who, but sort of yeah. ten years in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, Jeffrey Palmer. I was thinking of by the Jeffrey way, Jeffrey Palmer. Okay, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's it, you know, I, I, to sort of go, you don't really, you can't really go through John Hurt's body of work because it would take you forever. <laughs> but when you, even if you're just a casual sci-fi or movie person. Mm-hmm. His body of work is really um, you know, incredible. I mean, you've got Alien, yeah. the film that defined horror sci-fi and then perfected it. Yeah, and his body did get worked in that one. <laughs> <laughs> you've got V for Vendetta. Yeah. You've got How The hard. Elephant Man, a film I have yet to make it through without crying nearly every fluid out of my body. Yeah. Um, you've got Harry Potter franchise yep. of course uh, 1984 which um, i've never seen um, but increasingly precedent. Yeah, yeah that's kind of why i haven't gotten around to it just yet <laughs> yeah. i would say read the book kids read the book mm-hmm. um, um but i mean speaking of alien we yeah. can't not mention his cameo in Spaceballs. no of course <laughs> the most important role of his acting career obviously mm-hmm. yeah obviously <laughs> but yeah it's just he's just one of those actors who you know, hardly ever has dropped a clanger. I don't think has when you read through his his IMDb or his Wikipedia page, just have your mind blown to bits about just the sheer the, the, not just the quality of his work but the quantity. And mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it obviously when you when celebrities like this pass away, I think some people get quite cross about the idea that someone who would never have known that person would be sad about it, but. Um, when you lose someone like that, mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes us all poorer because they're not making new things. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there's very few of us who get to um, leave this world and leave such a so many things that make people happy behind. Yeah. So in that way, it's sad, but it's kind of... I don't want to say not sad in a way, but it is. But also, the, the, these things that he made will last... Mm-hmm. You know, until we, there's no humans around to care about them anymore. So yeah, there's. I'll say that there's not many people in the world that get to say that. So no, I mean, and as well, the the, the just sort of talking Doctor Who wise, a lot. There's a lot of folks out there who don't care for the War Doctor storyline, don't care for the fact that it changed continuity and things like that. But those things aside. The level of his kind of effortless great greatness that he brought to the show. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just can't. I, I can't. I can't like watch the Doctor wave the screwdriver around nowadays yeah. without thinking, "What are you going to do? Assemble a cabinet of them?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's it's good that you get an actor like that who is, um, you know, and who's cool with doing a role like that i mean some mm. you know actors i think of his caliber would say that doing a kind of quite silly sci-fi family show 
that goes on BBC One in the afternoon, I think is a little bit, you know, I don't do that sort of ding thing, darling. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, like I say, to have someone of his of his calibre come along and just crush, just crush it, just be great effortlessly yeah. um, is, you know, it, it's great and it's great for Doctor Who as a whole. It, it really lends, it lends the show prestige. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially, yeah, I and mean, especially because it was... Um... Day of the Doctor where he appeared, you know, the 50th anniversary special, you needed, if you were going to have a role like that, you needed a big name to play the part. I mean, yeah, it's, it's practically a one-off role, but he, I mean, he obviously did come back and do some big Finnish audios. Um, and, you know, like we say, a lot of people didn't take to, like, the continuity bending and, like, the storyline of the War Doctor, but mm. I've always thought of it as, you know... You couldn't imagine Paul McGann's Eighth Doctor fighting in the Time War. Obviously, you know, we know he operated it like, on the sidelines, trying to, trying to help mm. out and just basically just staying the hell out of it. And, you know, can you blame him? No. But at the same time, you can't picture Christopher Eccleston's Ninth Doctor doing all this throughout the Time War. And we don't know how long the Doctor was actually involved in the Time War for. No. Uh, we don't know how long he actually fought. So... And, you know, in Rose, obviously, he catches his reflection in the mirror and he, you know, makes the usual sort of post-regeneration, you know, comments about his, his you know, new features. So mm. it's like really hard to imagine the Ninth Doctor going all that time and not seeing his reflection in anything. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you sort of, you had to do one way or the other. And I think sort of Stephen Moffat sort of like played, I think he played a good card because... You know, what's, you know, there's, there was nothing to say, you know, the Doctor didn't have a regeneration in there that he wasn't proud of. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And he's the, per- and you sort of just get the, just ain't just so great about John Hurt's face was that you could, you just got that kind of sense about him that he was the one who would take that burden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, shall we move on to our other big news? Yes, let's let's get the second bitter pill uh, down our oh, throats. Yeah, so when was it actually announced? I've sort of lost track of the days. It was the 30th of January, the Monday. The 30th of January, so just over, just just over sort of two weeks ago. Go, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that Peter Capaldi's, th- this season will be his last. It was announced on Radio 1 on... Uh, on Joe Wiley's show on that evening, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, we—I would say within fifteen minutes, <laughs> I went from being profoundly bummed but okay about it, mm-hmm. um, reading the comments, oh. and then being ready to write a manifesto and go and stab up a shopping centre. Yeah, I just went. F- because the it was like the fuckboy express rolled in as soon as <laughs> as soon as the news hit it was like the internet exploded as you would imagine mm-hmm. doctor who twitter doctor who facebook was all over the place but the comments man yeah jesus h crackers mm-hmm. i mean it I'll... was yeah, I've seen quite a few like saying, "Oh God, good, he was a terrible doctor." It's like, what? I I just can't. I, I, when you read when you um read things like this, I mean, obviously you know opinions are like arseholes. Everyone's got one, mm-hmm. but you just feel like you're taking crazy 
pills. It just makes it's like I, I don't I obviously don't exist in the same reality as some of these people because I thought he was he's been great. Mm-hmm. And like, not I wouldn't say like on the rankings of you know you, you hate to rank the recent doctors because obviously recency bias and things like this, but um, he he's been profoundly good as yeah. the doctor. Uh, this last series, I think, obviously, series eight. I think, myself included, I don't like all of it. No. I think the 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 decisions that they they sort of the direction they wanted to go with Pete Capaldi's Doctor um, season eight was kind of necessary. And I think that you know it's something that we'll come on to. I think talk to talk a bit more about in a minute because you know I kind of want to. But mm-hmm. um, if you are sitting at home watching Heaven Sent, yeah, and Heaven Sent doesn't blow your mind. I, just, I don't know what to say to you. No. I, honestly, I mean, I think a lot of the comments I saw, like, said, like, oh, Heaven Tent was good. But, you know, apart from that. Yes, yeah, apart from that. Um, I, I, it, it sort of, unfortunately, I think what the, the situation we've got into now is that we're kind of in the sort of the space we were in as a collective unit, as a Doctor Who fan group. <clears throat> um, sort of where we were when RTD and... Uh, David Tennant were going. Mm-hmm. It was there was sort of a vocal minority of the fans who were like, "Get this guy off my show! I hate everything he does. Everything's been terrible. David Tennant's terrible. The campaigns are terrible. The stories are terrible. Russell T Davis is ruining Doctor Who. Get them off my show." I wonder where the Venn diagram sort of like lays when you've got RTD and Tennant. Uh, detractors and Moffat and Capaldi's detractors. I think that Venn diagram has a large amount of overlap. I wouldn't be surprised if it was sort of ninety nine percent overlap. Yeah, <laughs> to um, be perfectly honest. Yeah, I, I think you're not wrong there. Um, but yeah, I just but I think just as a collective, as sort of a vocal minority, we're just at that point, especially especially with Stephen Moffat, in that he's been with the show now long enough that. Love, it's gone from love to hate to pure contempt, mm-hmm. which is exactly where we were with RTD. Yeah, and um, I don't think it helps. I mean, because I'm I happen to be married to a quite strident anti Chibnall faction mm. <laughs> who is everything, every bit of news that comes out about Chibbers is being greeted with absolute of god, <laughs> dist- you know, kind of disdain. And- so Chibnall hasn't started working on the show yet. No. So of course this is being met with you know hair ripping out and wails of oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously the, the the you know I think that probably it's quite it's fairly obvious at this point the search for a new Doctor has not quite yet begun. No. Because Chibnall hasn't started um, on the show yet. Mm-hmm. So it does feel a little bit like we're <clears throat> spinning out of control. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one at no one at the wheel at the moment. Yeah, that was like the other sort of piece of news that came out recently is that um, Chris Chibnall's first year as showrunner probably won't broadcast until autumn of twenty eighteen. Yeah. So now we've got another sort of year long wait. Essentially, if we sort of ex- exclude the. Um, the Christmas special, which mm-hmm. will be last episode, so it's another long wait, which doesn't yeah. factor it. I mean, the amount of um, comments that I've seen saying, "Oh, perhaps we should let the show just be quiet for a while and 
you know, mm-hmm. all this sort of thing. After having coming back off another a year gap, essentially, mm. um, just the amount of the amount of comments that I've seen that seem to want Doctor Who to just stop being on the telly at the moment from fans seems mm. to really is really kind of messing with my mind a bit at the moment. Yeah, it, it's it's weird because I mean when you think of sort of like you know one of the BBC's other majors like dramas Sherlock. You know, mm. that's three episodes. Yeah, the three 90-minute episodes, but it's three episodes, like, you know, at the start of the year, and then that's kind of it. And it's probably going to be even less now because, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch is, you know, in the Marvel movies. Yeah. But it's sort of like, you you don't... I mean, the only sort of complaints here is, like, you know, Moffat and Gators have been far too clever or... Yeah, because I was, I was just going to bring that up, actually, because the amount, the, the amount of vitriol just... <laughs> Directed to all Sherlock this year. Because, mm. again, you're talking about that Venn diagram. I think the Venn diagram, Doctor Who fans and Sherlock fans, is quite essentially Close. the same circle. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so the level of vitriol directed to all Sherlock's run this year, mm-hmm. I think, it, again, is indicative of people who just want Stephen Moffat to go away. Yeah. I'm, I, I think, we, I, you know, I think we could talk about, you know, that for episodes and episodes, but... yeah. It's not a view that I subscribe to. Do I agree with everything he's done? No. No. But to this level of kind of insane hatred. <laughs> yeah, just sort of like lock yourself away and never sort of put pen to paper ever again. Yeah. So it's like, no, I mean, do I think Stephen Moffat should take some time off? Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, he's working on Sherlock and Doctor Who. And, you know, the people who sort of like say both have suffered as a result i you know i can't agree with it mm. because i think this i mean if sherlock was on as much as doctor who is on then yeah, yeah we'd be having problems but sherlock is is on so infrequently and for not as long mm-hmm. you know it, it's not the same the workload is it, it's just not the same so i don't think they've suffered as a result and talking to you know talking to things about the episodes like series eight i think my my feelings behind like things like series eight to nine is I thought series nine was extremely strong, but with mm-hmm. series eight, um, part of me feels like well, this is the Doctor that people wanted. Yeah, but nobody was happy Almost. about it. But no one was happy about it because the amount of, especially in the wake of um, David Tennant, these old school fans, especially who were like you know, no more hugs, no more being mates, you know, being matey mates with a companion, no more this, no more that. And so you get a doctor like that, mm-hmm. and then everyone was mad about that. Yeah. I just, so, I just, yeah, that was the most frustrating thing. It's like, but this is what you wanted. Yeah, exactly. This is what you. This is what people wanted, and he gave the people what they wanted, and they didn't like it. He gave it to them in spades. Yeah. He really did. I mean, again, but then I think you know, is this the fuck you season essentially? Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you people that you're wrong, and here it is. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, but I think looking again, looking through the comments, it was quite surprising how much of the blame was attributed to Jenna Louise Col- of Jenna Coleman. Oh uh, no! Come on. Um, no, I'm just saying that. It, it, no, 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 I know, I know what you mean, but I'm just saying that that's not what. Well, okay, if you don't like Clara, fair enough, but you know that's that's more on. The writing of Clara, that's more yeah. on the characterization of Clara. I thought Jenna Coleman did a perfectly fine job as Clara. Yeah, when I, 
Yeah. Not not the strongest companion we've had, certainly not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what I'm saying in terms of blame is, um, sorry, I think I probably attributed sort of slightly misspoke there. In that, what I'm saying mm. was, a lot of the people who were brought it, bringing that up in conversation, were talking about she shouldn't have stayed that extra year. Do you know what? I we we basically agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I think, but a lot of people are zeroing in on on that as why the hill the show has gone so downhill in their estimation. Uh, see, it, it, hmm. it, it's really sort of like weird because mm. I mean, yeah, I I dis- I agree. You know, maybe Jenna Coleman shouldn't have stayed on for that extra year because mm. you know it would have been nice to have some like fresh blood to, uh, um, but. I, mm. I don't. I don't know. I, I. can't. I don't want to pin it on, Janet. I think. I think it was just a case of, like we say, you know, she was going to leave, and then she sort of like changed her mind, it's like kind of late in the day. So, I kind of had to work around that. So, yeah. yeah, I get it. I see what they're saying, but I still don't think series nine suffered all that badly. Because no, I, I think I think there was great stories, sort of regardless of. Yeah. Uh, I think you know it, again to this another another sort of as uh, you know another sort of hot take that you see mm-hmm. will be this one about you know why can't why does the companion always have to be the center of the universe the most important thing that's ever happened? Um, I think it's 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 a pushback against this season long arcs and the sort of you know universe shattering implications of this that or the other thing that the Doctor seems to run into. Mm. Um, I think what people, some people really want to go back to is what I would call consequence free who. Yeah, but then again, if you try a bit. You know, they yeah, just they want, want the doctors they... to turn up somewhere, solve yeah, the problem, problem and go. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we're not going to be hugging the companion and we're not going to be having brilliant ideas and running around and we're not going to be doing X, Y, or Z, you know, and then having a little tag scene at the end of the. Uh, of the of the episode to show why this thing's happened and mm-hmm. you know it's yeah i just i mean especially like there's a friend of mine called dave who's very much in this camp who just seems yeah. you know like i say the doctors to jump in do the thing be brilliant and leave yeah you want you want more sort of classic who stylings yeah um because <clears throat> it was it was sort of something occurred to me when i was thinking about what i was going to say on this show the other day mm-hmm. and um it sort of reminds me of kind of comic continuity problems you know marvel and dc for instance you know the big the big the big comic houses mm-hmm. um i mean my understanding is you know i'm not a comic book expert by any of the any chalk but what it strikes me as is that for cut for you know for rightly or wrongly i think a lot of fans and that means everybody not just classic people mm-hmm. worry about the, the the show that they love is being to it's sort of almost being now regarded as like how Marvel, especially in regards to their Silver Age. Mm-hmm. So you've got, you know, you've, you've had like, say, the X-Men or Spider-Man or Iron Man, all these sort of things. Yeah. And in the Silver Age, sort of, you know, in the 60s, this is, they would have adventures, but their powers would be exactly what they needed for that book. Mm-hmm. Um, they would occasionally have to fight like, you know, like the Recycler or something stupid like this. Yeah. You know, rather than a big villain. So when things got on and they wanted to they wanted to basically reboot these these books because they got their continuity so unwieldy 
but they will just, you know, they'll regard it like they do the Silver Age now. He's like, the Silver Age <clears throat> gave us these ideas, the basic look of the characters, the basic supervillains, you know, you've got with X-Men, you've got like the Sentinels and mm-hmm. Magneto and mm-hmm. all these sort of things. But everything else about those books is kind of not, we, we kind of throwing them away. Mm-hmm. Or we have occasional again talking about Marvel. We have an occasional crisis on such and such Earths, <laughs> and everything, all your favourite characters, continuity, all those books, just throw in the garbage because they don't mean anything anymore. Yeah, you know that's why no one knows who Hawkman is. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think that deep down there's a lot of Doctor Who fans who are worried that this is how Moffat, especially, regards Doctor Who past. In the, you basically know who the Doctor is. We've got the, the classic villains aside, men the Daleks. But apart from that, mm. don't worry about it. Yeah. And that cuts to the very core of their their feelings about Doctor Who. The the problem is, I find, is if you don't try and advance it in some way, it's just going to be spinning its wheels, and that's why it kind of got. That's one of the reasons it got cancelled. I absolutely agree because. First place, yeah, it was yeah, I mean, just, just there. Yeah, I mean, if you talk, I mean, again, if you talk about we talk about the comics analogy, mm-hmm. you get to the point because you have a superhero and a supervillain, mm-hmm. they have to keep out go one up in each other to make the story exciting. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> their powers are incredible, you know, basically out of control. You know, Jean Grey is essentially a god at this point. Yeah. So you have to kind of go, nope, that's it, because because it's ridiculous. You, you, it's like you know, it's mutually assured destruction you can't you keep one up in each other until you hit a point yeah. that you know the 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 superhero's powers are basically godlike mm-hmm. the super the supervillain has conquered the earth and there's nothing yet no more worlds in to conquer yeah. so you have to kind of cut it all off and go back to basics yeah i kind of wonder whether that's where we might have ended up had you know andrew carmel managed to get through with his master plan yes I think I think that's the point. I mean, you know, fair play to him to want to like bring some mystery back to the Doctor, and things like that. But <laughs> you know, when you know some of the stories like reveal him to be, you know, there was this character in the novelization of uh, Remembrance of the Daleks, um, when it was talking about you know um, Rassilon and Omega starting off the black hole experiments that would give the Time Lords the power to travel through time and mm-hmm. there's this third character called the Other and it would eventually be revealed that the Doctor was like a reincarnation or something of this third you know person of the Triumvirate and it's just sort of like um hmm. yeah I mean that's again I mean <clears throat> I mean that is that is Doctor the Doctor's fundamental problem if we're really kind of boiling things down mm. in that he's he's just too godlike for his own good essentially yeah. and the I think that again, Russell T and especially Moffat yeah. has been a reaction against that mm-hmm. and they've played with that I mean obviously look at yeah. a good man goes to war. Mm. You know, that's the Doctor is the height of his powers. All he has to do is show up and the bad guys just basically shit themselves. Yeah. And you kind of, you know, it's like, but the, I don't know whether like some of the ways they've tried to sort of like, especially like Moffat, tried to work around them. Like having the dogs have their memories wiped by mm. Oswin in Asylum of the Daleks to like basically you know, make them forget who the Doctor is and whatnot. That didn't... That doesn't really work. I think 
I don't know what it is. Like, the literally the only way you're going to have a proper, you know, back to basics is to basically stop the entire show where it is and start from scratch. Still yeah. keep, like, all the original elements, have, like, the TARDIS and all that stuff, but, like, properly just hit the reset button. Yeah. And then I mean, we'll essentially go back to <clears throat> where we were with Rose. Yeah. But, you know, again, we've had yet another 10 years mm-hmm. in the meantime. So if you hit the reset button there, yeah, <clears throat> it's... You're not only... I mean, you're, again, you're yet again pissing off a big chunk of the, the fandom. Mm-hmm. And oh, while I think Stephen Moffat has got the bollocks to do it... <laughs> I wouldn't blame him. I would not put that... I don't think Chibnall would do. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this season there is some big pushback and go back to basic sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, again, and then, and then we obviously we then got the... <clears throat> the, the the endless it feels like debates about who should or should not be the next doctor <laughs> the, the big name going around at the moment is danny dyer oh for f- um, which makes me want to throw myself off a bridge yeah no i mean i don't no. i don't have no disrespect to mr dyer i'm sure he's a, fi- <laughs> I'm sure he's a fine actor but you know when you sort of like bring up a list of like when you think i think through who could be the doctor i just don't think of danny dyer no, definitely not. No. And um, but I'll tell you a name that I, I thought of because he's just finished up on the show that he's doing is Chris, Chris Marshall. Marshall. Yeah, yeah, he's he's sort of like had a bit of a, a surge, a renaissance. Last... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I I don't know if I could personally see him as the Doctor, um, but I can no. see where people are coming from. Yeah, I absolutely do. Me too. I mean. Um, you know, um, having Peter Capaldi cast, you know, we're just talking about John Hurt, but Peter Capaldi, an Oscar-winning actor, yeah. let's not forget, being cast as the Doctor, the, the kind of, the, the net is almost kind of widened as to who who could conceivably do this part, because um, you sort of, it's all, you kind of sort of get the too famous tag applied to some people, Yeah, which I kind of feel Chris Marshall is in the too famous bracket, mm. but, you know, yeah, it's just, Peter Capaldi. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got like um, William Hill's website over, and it's got like the current odds um, as to who who's like who's the favourite. Obviously, Chris Marshall is uh, on the top of the list, seven to two. Um, mm. I kind of want to work backwards through this. Yeah, go for it. Because at a hundred to one, they've got Daniel Craig. <laughs> that is <laughs> save your money. Don't put your money on that. No, no. Bloke no. doesn't want to do James Bond anymore. He's not <laughs> going to do Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, looking at this, there's the usual sort of suspects, you know, Russell Brand. Every time, yeah. Yeah, Steve Pemberton, uh, Martin Freeman, Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, interestingly, they've got Christopher Eccleston listed at 50 to 1. <laughs> well, I mean, I know that they, they will take William, because I'm a, you know, degenerate gambler. William Hill will take tweeted in bets and give you an odd, give you odds. Yeah. So someone probably tweeted them and said, what do you give me for Christopher Eccleston? <laughs> Um, the one I'd quite like to see, I think he might be a good doctor, is Ben Whishaw. He's actually quite a hot name, actually. Mm. I've seen him around on the, again on the circuit. Because he's, he's like, I mean, yes, he plays Q in the Bond movies, but, mm. you know, that's still, even to this, even though, like, recently with, like, Skyfall and Spectre, 
he's been a lot more involved in the story. Yeah, but he's still a big chunk of it. So yeah, but he's still a supporting character, and he's still not in it that much. Well, I mean, so, as well, we thought, I mean, again, talking about to Bond, Bond's in kind of a limbo at the moment because they don't know what Daniel Craig wants to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they should be filming another one right now. Yeah. Um, and they're not, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, so I don't think he's busy. <laughs> yeah. And well, they've actually also got Rory Kinnear, who plays Tanner in the Bond movies. Yeah, so basically every white guy from the Bond movies. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> I mean, you've got... Uh, see... I mean, that's, that's okay. Let's run through it. Chris Marshall, uh, got Maxine Peake. Um, you know what? I'd be right with Maxine Peake. Mm. He's a blinding actor. She's great. Yeah. Olivia Coleman. Again, blinding yeah. actor. I'd be all right with it. Okay, okay. But then you've got the Chibdall connection because she's in Broadchurch. Yeah. Um, Pass and Joseph. Came up. He, um, he's always, he always comes up. He always comes up. But he, he was, he, I remember he was being um, really heavily favoured Eccleston's tenant because mm. again he was in a show he was in oh he was in um, Bad Wolf, Bad Wolf yeah, uh, no, Bad he, was, he was in a remake of Survivors oh. oh yes that's right yeah he was spoiler killed off uh. just as um he uh, just as the the circuit the thing was heating up about um who's going to be the next doctor so he was he he was out of the show so everyone went oh shit yeah could this be, yeah. Could this be, but yeah. No, yeah. carry on, yeah. Uh, Andrew Lee Potts. Who, remind me who that is. Uh, good question. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Andrew Lee Potts. Oh, it's from Primeval. Connie Temple. I was going to make him, right, Connie yes. Temple, yeah, and Primeval. Yeah. Yeah. Um, eh. um, yeah. I didn't think Primeval was that good a show. Chuck liked it, but... Uh, hmm, I don't know. It had it's... a very weird sort of um, time shift sliders type thing towards the end, and it got very odd, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, Richard Ayade. Um... Uh, my dad's choice. Yeah. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, we've got. I don't know who she She is. sounds like someone's au pair. <laughs> Phoebe Waller-Bridge. What does she... Oh, she she's in Broadchurch as well. Again, yeah. Look, so I think... any, anything, anyone who's been in Broadchurch is probably going to get tagged. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, you know, it's one of those things with acting. It's not necessarily how good you are. It's who you know. Mm-hmm. And if, if, you, if you... I mean, as well, if you're a new showrunner coming in, you kind of want someone you know no. is reliable. So... Yeah. Um, Michelle Gomez... Well, I don't think so. No, I think she's busy. I, well, I, no, I mean she'd be far too. She's. I think you sort of have to write off anybody who's currently appearing in the show. Yeah. Or you know, because I mean, obviously, you're in a major think... role at least. Yeah. Um. So got Reese Shearsmith. Okay, so basically everyone from the League of Gentlemen as well. Yeah. Um. Andy Circus. He's busy. Yeah. Uh, ben Daniels. Mm. Uh. Chris Addison. Always comes up again. He comes yeah. up a lot. Yeah. Uh, David Harewood. I think Sue Perkins has been banging she... around a lot as well. Yeah, a lot of people have been pulling for Hayley Atwell. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's not really busy with Marvel these much these days. Um, so, maybe? Yeah, I mean, because I would say a lot of the names on this list have 
been on this list basically in in in, in perpetuity. Yeah. Um, from you know basically every time that there's a vacancy, their name comes up. So. I Russell think, Tovey, Russell, you know, Tovey, David yeah. Williams. Yeah. Um, Davis, always, always. Andrew Scott. Yeah. So basically, if you're a sort of spindly white bloke, sort of age between 25 and 45, mm-hmm. who wears glasses and does roles which are a little bit, you know, geeky, in inverted commas, you'll probably <laughs> end up on this list. Yeah. Um, they've got Stephen Fry listed here. No. No. It ain't happening. No. He didn't uh, have time to even write a bloody episode, let alone be in one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, Alan so, Davies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, to be honest, I don't, I, don't in, I don't really see on this list a name that really makes me think, yeah, I think that they are probably going to, it's probably going to be them. Mm-hmm. I think with, with, this, with this time, this little gap that um, Chibnall has got, I think that, in a way that he, you know, they're not going to be filming until spring, not probably. Be, probably more like summer. It's probably going to be more like July, August mm-hmm. before they start putting images onto celluloid, so to speak. So he's got a couple of months. Yeah. Um. So I would imagine the phone calls are stuck and the feelers are going out. Mm-hmm. But I think having had a fairly pro high profile actor. Um, coming to the show especially if it's what I suspect like we're talking about that there's going to be kind of a back to basics I think mm. I would imagine it would be someone you haven't heard of it would be some rando white boy um, who no one knows who he is yeah I mean it makes sense because you know obviously we had Christopher Eccleston who's a known you know, a known actor, but then you had David Tennant, who at the time had only really done um, Casanova. Yeah, I mean, he was just on the edge of famous. Mm-hmm. And obviously uh, Matt Smith, when uh, Stephen Moffat took over. So I think the precedents there were probably, I think it's a fair, fair bet to say it, chances are it's going to be a relative unknown. They might skew slightly famous. Um, they yeah, I mean, but like not leading role type guy. I mean, hmm. like sort of third bloke type guy. So if you're in the in the UK or but you're a BBC watcher and you're one of those people who watches dramas like the, the police dramas and that sort of thing that's on, the guy who's sort of the second detective. Yeah, the sidekick. Guy, the side? No, not 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 through the sidekick. The guy below the sidekick. <laughs> yeah. The one who goes all right, Garvin brings him tea. He lifts up the um, crime scene tape for the film to let him get yeah, in Yeah, exactly. The one who lifts up the body bag so Julian Anderson can have a look. <laughs> that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I'll tell you who I feel actually I was feeling quite sorry for earlier today when I was thinking about it. Paul Mackey. Yeah, what's going to happen with her? She ain't going to have a job, mate. She, you know, if I think they're going to go wholesale reboot, I don't yeah, think she's going to be one and done. Ah, that's a shame. Which is a massive shame, because, I mean, um, Matt Lucas, he's going to be all right, isn't he? I mean, because, yeah. you know, he's he's got work and, you know, he's got other things going on. But her, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, I, I don't think she's going to she's gonna stay on, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean... To be... <sighs> 
yeah, it's a shame, but at the same time, obviously it makes sense because obviously you new show and they probably want to make their own stamp, so... Uh, it's a shame. Well, so, yeah, well, I, just, I, well, I know, I'm 100% prepared to be wrong, but... No, yeah, well, you, know, you never know, but uh, signs are maybe not. Yeah, and again, I mean, I'm 100% prepared to be wrong about who they could, you know... You know, I'm, I'm partly hoping I'm going to be wrong about who they cast the Doctor. You know, maybe it will be a person of colour or a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that the the if if they're going to do it, the time is right. I think that there's quite a considerable push for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if they did make that big, you know, it's a big leap. Yeah. Unfortunately, still, um, if they did go for it, this is the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, um, I... I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, yeah. You know, that to whatever you want, you know, but um, I just can't see it. Yeah. I just don't think they're going to have that, you know, I just don't think they're going to have that, that push to do it internally. Yeah. Like, well, like you say, I mean, it's, it's a big jump. So, I mean, yes, you're going to have some people go, you know, finally, yes, thank you. But yes. then you're going to probably have a lot of people going, uh, what? Yeah, they will. And you think you think the pushback has been bad now? Mm-hmm. What? <sighs> I, I mean, I, I don't honestly sort of like don't blame for not pulling the trigger on that one. Do you know what I mean? Because I mean, it's, it's, it's I think it's one of those. It's probably one of those scenarios where yeah, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Oh God, who the hell would want to be a showrunner? Don't know. I mean, that's it. Who would? I mean, it sort of makes me. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I always bring up football in this show because I love football, but <laughs> the person who has to be in charge of basically every football team who isn't the Patriots, um, <laughs> it's... <laughs> game. Wow, what a game. But anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> i tell you what, I'm so, so if, you're listen, if you're a Falcons fan who's listening to this, I'm so yeah. sorry. I want to come and hug you. I just... Oh, I would have been sick. But anyway... Anyone, anyone who's basically not running a franchise that, you know, just effortlessly sweeps in and goes to the AFC Championship game every bloody year. Mm-hmm. Um, the flack you... T- I mean, every time... Like, being a Lions fan, we, you know, many years of hurt in Lions fandom. Mm-hmm. Every time you click, you know, you, you go on the Facebook page and it can be anything they're talking about. The cheerleaders, there's going to be new uniforms in April. You know, there's all this sort of thing, and there's all people saying no playoff wins in 50 years. Why do I just thought this? I'm never watching another Lions game again. Every time, <laughs> everything, mm-hmm. you know, it's always this, and it just it drives you nuts. I mean, every decision you make is just scrutinised to the point of insanity. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, the hot the hot take industrial complex <laughs> creeps into life and comes up <laughs> at you. Um, so yeah, I, I just, mm-hmm. you know, it, doing it, it's so thankless. Yeah, you know, it'll just it will just take years off your life. I think fundamentally, mm-hmm. it's the stress. Yeah. So I, you know, who do do this job? You must be mental, but good. I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm basically in camp. Wait and see. I want, you know, I think he can make a good show with Chibnall. I really am. And yeah. I really, you know, it sort of echoes a comment I saw when Trump got, you know, was elected. You know, wanting him to fail is a bit like being in the plane that you're on, wanting it to crash. Mm-hmm. We're in it, so let's, you know, we've got to try and 
hope that he does it well because I don't want this show to fail. I don't want this show to get cancelled again. I, you know, yeah. I don't want the show to be in the ignominy it was in the eighties. Um, it's it doesn't deserve that. It's too good for that. So yeah. I want this this ship to sail. Mm-hmm. So I wish him all the best of luck. And as well, um, I you know I just want to sort. Of <laughs> You know, again with the Capaldi haters, I don't understand it. One iota. I, I genuinely, if you hate Capaldi, if you don't like Capaldi, don't think he did any good at all. Do you know what? Send us an email. I, I want to read what you think, honestly, because I do not get it. Yeah. I, I, do you know? What? I actually, I, that I would like to. I would generally like to hear, you know, people why people just are not keen on Peter Capaldi because you know I, I even. Mean, even yeah, even like shows like In the Forest of the Night, he was great in. Yeah, he's great. Even if the thing stuck, even if it sinks, he's the best thing about it. Mm-hmm. So fundamentally, if you are, I mean, I've got a mate called Celia who occasionally does this show. I know that she has not liked anything since Eccleston came on. <laughs> because, you know what, that's that's her position and I respect her for it. Because, you know, she's she is a complete Eccleston lover, doesn't think anything, you know, doesn't really like anything that's sort of been on since... And, you know, I know that she sometimes listens to this show, so hey, if you're listening, mate, but, you know, we've talked about this before, but um, I'm, I'm just genuinely interested if you, you know, loved Eccleston, loved Tennant, loved um, Smith, and then you've got to Eccleston and gone, no. Uh, you've gone to Capaldi, I mean, sorry, and gone, no, that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm genuinely fascinated to know what you think. Yeah. So, yeah. on that note, if you've yeah. got any thoughts about... Um, the late great John Hurt or Peter Capaldi's departure or if you actually do generally want to like send us an email and say you know why you don't like Peter Capaldi that's great you can do that at greatestshowatsimplesindicate.com um, we also have our Twitter account at greatestshowpod and our Facebook page facebook.com slash greatestshowpodcast I'd like to say also while we're talking about social media and the such uh, thank you for everyone who voted in our little poll about uh, what we wanted, to, what the show was going to be this uh, this time out. So yeah, all thank nine you of all you so much. All nine um, of you, thank you very much. Cheers. Yep. Great. And also, um, <laughs> uh, but you know, nine is fine. And yeah. um, the other thing as well is uh, if there's if there's anything else like that, you know, we've, I think we'd be more than happy to do people's choice again. So Absolutely. if you've got anything we you'd like us to cover, any uh, any burning questions, I mean, we could d- definitely do a Q and A cast one of these days. So that would be um, good. I would like to Please do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whilst you're listening to us, have a look at some of our sister shows on the Simply Syndicate network, such as Simply Syndicate Movie News, Atomic Trivia War 9000, Masters of None, Do Ask, Do Tell, Back Channel 66, Here Goes Nothing, Take It or Leave It, The Seventh Chevron, The Little Pot of Horrors, Queer Studies, Ray Goods and Go-Go Boots, Nerd Holders with Making Sense with Richard Smith, The Greatest Events in Sporting History, and For Those About to Rock, and hopefully sometime in the not-too-distant future, a brand new video game podcast. Uh, in the uh, wake of the Dealer Departed World 1 Stage 1. Uh, but we'll see about that. Uh, Simply Syndicated is, of course, in need of your support. And the best way you can help us out is by subscribing to Simply Everything. For a monthly fee of just £6, you can enjoy a library of podcasts from the archives of Simply Syndicated, as well as ex- episodes of the s- exclusive shows, Shaken Not Stirred, and the Remote Patrol spin-offs Oh Boy and Trust No One. Uh, we also have our merchandising store available for both Europe and America, offering uh, branded apparel and accessories. So mm-hmm. buy things if you like. Uh, hoodies probably sometime this millennium. Yeah, maybe if you're lucky. Um, 
You can also support Simply Syndicated through a monthly pledge on Patreon, or you can donate to the network through paypal.me, and uh, you can find links to those at the bottom of the main website. So, with that being said, thank you very much, Emma. Thank you, Mike. And until next time, take care and bye-bye. Capaldi leaving. <laughs> everything, is, everything is bad at ends. <laughs> no.